0: Welcome to Gas Bags, it's Anna and Sophie here.
1: We're here in our podcasting studio at Soundchart. In our good bits, bad bits bit this week, we'll tell you why we sat in the dark with a room full of people at Soundchart. And I've got a nice surprise that's come in from a listener for you, Anna. Oh, and for our bad bits bit, well, special thanks
0: go to someone who got very close to me this week, who bled both my gums and my wallet
1: dry. And for our podcast well, I've got a fictional black comedy that's set in a 1980s theme park. And my podcast will take you to another planet entirely.
0: Hot squash, my lady. <laughs> Thank you. Don't spill it. I am ready now. We may begin. And it's been another memorable and exciting week.
1: Good bits first or bad bit first? I think good bits first. I'm feeling positive and optimistic. We did something really nice with our big workshop space at Mm. Soundyard this week. So if I can paint a picture of this place, you come in our front door. It's this big open expanse of high ceilings and concrete and green plants and... Industrial looking. Some mid-century furniture and it's pretty big. Mm. It's lovely. Then we have a little studio which we squirrel away in to make podcasts here. And this week, we had that big space hired by Film East, who are a young film programmers group. And they decided to promote their new book that they're doing, Screen Britain, by gathering people around and doing a talk. Shelby Cook, who's from Film East, did this lovely talk about some of the topics that are written about in this book. But it, Essentially meant we had a film screening happening at Soundyard. Yes, and it, all the technology worked and it was lovely, wasn't it? It was a really nice atmosphere. It was so cosy. We had our lovely little um, sofa and chairs, did tea and coffee. Hot squash was very popular. Hot squash was I, very popular. I blew
0: people. We had more hot squash requests than we did for anything else and... That's mainly, I think, because I can be quite aggressive in in how positive I am for hot squash and, like, the benefits of it.
1: Yeah, you are on a one-woman campaign with hot squash. Yeah, that and blood oranges, but that's another. (laughs) If you were going to have a cult, it would be hot squash. It would, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you'd be successful.
0: It's interesting because Shelby from Film East, she uh, came all the way from Delaware to do, because that's where she lives, and it's very artistic, but also it's one of these people who just travels and does stuff but she she's trained at the um, university of east anglia and um, in film studies and just loves british film and british cinema and yeah hadn't really understood hot squash before coming to Soundyard, so there we are a high spot of my week
1: has been introducing <laughs> hot squash <laughs> to the masses yes i have another good bit for you now this comes from my friend claire okay Claire listens to Gas Bags, Oh, so thank you, Claire. Good choice. Claire. Yeah. Claire flagged up to me that we have reviews of Gas Bags on Apple Podcasts and, and on other sites as well, but she had flicked through these reviews as she was listening nice. and came across one which is just magical. Thank you so much if yeah. you've taken the time to review it. Particularly thanks to scottster UK for what I think might be my favourite review ever. <laughs> What's their name? Scotster. Scotster, UK. Okay. Title Anna is pleasantly surprised. (laughs) That's always good. Yep. Got it. I'll confess that I came into this quite cynically and expecting and perhaps even hoping it'd be terrible. (laughs) But I'm man enough to admit that actually I rather enjoyed it. The production quality is excellent, and the pair of you have such an easy, natural rapport that it was a delight to listen to. I honestly wish you well with Sound Yard and this podcast. You're clearly great at what you do.
0: Oh, my giddy aunt. Well, they're clearly not family or (laughs) friends. Well, friends now, obviously.
1: (laughs) Pleasantly surprised. That's lovely. I think my favourite bit. (laughs) Perhaps even hoping it would be terrible. (laughs) What have we done I <laughs> to make them hope that it's going to be terrible? This has to, we appreciate your review. We do, and welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, the good ship gas bag. Yeah, that is a very good bit. We turn Scottsdale around. Bad bit. Bad bit.
0: I think this week has to be on health, doesn't it, really? Now... I'm not one to complain. In fact, I'll often be in pain for a long time before I complain. And I have for a long time had a nagging tooth issue. And it's been rather painful. And all of a sudden, when we we're working later one night trying to get the uh, projector to work, I dipped my hand in the bowl of lemon sherbets. I foolishly dipped my hand into the lemon sherbet, took out a lemon sherbet, ate that lemon sherbet and regretted it ever since because something happened in my mouth, in my tooth. I mean, I'm not very good with sour things anyway, but makes my jaw go funny. But they did a snack, lemon sherbet, and it went in or a fleck of sugar went in and it reached my nerve. So there I was in the evening Thinking this is getting worse and worse, and the pain went through my jaw, and to the bottom jaw. strangely. it was in the, in the upper regions of my teeth, and then into my head. And I was like, "I've not experienced pain like this before. Mm. This is this is this is something else." And the thing is with tooth pain, is that pain relief doesn't touch it. So yeah, I've had a root canal done oh. this um this week, which has been an interesting part of my life. No one likes going to the dentist. Firstly, you have no idea how much it's going to cost. But Henny and Dawn are the power duo that look after teeth um, at my dentist. And, you know, when they do the anaesthetic Mm. and that goes into your mouth. Mm -hmm. She held my hand. Dawn held my hand and was stroking it with her blue gloved hand.
1: Because I don't so know about lovely. you, when
0: you're in pain, I, I like try and move the pain away from my face and put it into my hand by stabbing my nail into my fingers. Sounds healthy. And she'd obviously, <laughs> she'd obviously sensed that pain um, and just started to soothe it with oh, stroking. Oh, so lovely. Which is lovely. How gentle. So it comes, my bad news comes with a warning this week of don't be tempted by lemon sherbet's. Anna I'm so sorry you went through this this week There's a business tie with this as well There is Because we had limitations time wise We obviously work in audio and audio production We've been asked to create an audio programme For an event that's taking place nearby in the next few months So we've been sent the programme and we had to record it by a certain time and date my tooth work really did throw a spanner in the work, so we had to stay quite late one evening and record everything. And, yeah, that was exhausting, wasn't it?
1: It's, it was tiring for you. I sat on my bum just eating grapes and giving you directions. <laughs> <laughs> giving
0: me directions is, I mean, correcting me. Correcting. <laughs> but after you've read, read one page, all of a sudden you can't read, can you? Cause right. it's, and you think, oh, gosh, my voice is so annoying. It brings up the fact that, you know, with running it with being in a business and, you know, being a freelance within it as well, these little health chapters will and and episodes will will come up and you just have to deal with it and plan your life around it. It's the life of a of a freelancer really. There's no sort of pension at the end, there's no sort of annual leave, there's no sort of and so you do have to really
1: Work out how you're going to look after yourself, it's a big part of it. you don't get sick pay and you end up weighing up your income or productivity against how much pain you're in or how much time you really could do with taking off is some maybe something we have to think about yeah, that's a very good point.
0: I suppose the reason that we had to record it early is because after I sent you a video of once i once I'd had my tooth done, and half of my face has well sagged
1: it was incredible I've, it's one of the weirdest videos I've ever mm. watched him ever of yeah. a human being your whole face had obviously swollen on that side but your nose your perfect nose that is usually perfectly like straight down slip. the middle yeah. it's gorgeous and it was like off to the side I know so weird wasn't it like it'd been punched and it just stayed there yeah It's all back to normal now.
0: Well, I hope. I don't really know. It still feels a bit tender in places, but we've got the second half of the root canal to come, so we can look forward to that (laughs) and be banging on about my teeth. (laughs) Well, what an opportunity to reflect on our found sound for this week that had to be...
1: No. Oh, and No! You
0: have to take these opportunities when they come, and I don't go to the dentist very often, and hopefully won't have to after this second checkup ever again. Um, but uh, yeah, there we are in the dentist. They're like, "What do you want to record?" Just had my had my phone on my bosom.
1: I don't know if I'm interested in the sound or just fully repulsed. <laughs> When I'm you're, such
0: a wimp. No, when you're laying there and you're thinking, I do kind of want to see what they're doing. Yeah, but oh, then I wow. don't want to see the faces that they're pulling, and I always worry that maybe I've got like a weird tongue that's like you. you that's maybe it's really in the way, or or like maybe my mouth's really weird in comparison to other
1: people. Do you not think about this? No. What else is there to think about?
0: With those bright lights looking in your face. And do you
1: not go to somewhere else? No. In my head, when I'm in a chair like that, I, I take myself to either a core cool memory that feels good mm. or a core cool memory that's just so very different from what I'm experiencing. Mm. Or I do the classic of going to some sort of like deserted beach with a cave next to me and the sea laughing at my feet. Oh, no. You see, I don't do that. I have to get a point that I stare at and then
0: I don't blink for the entire thing. So there I am. Rabbit in the headlights, <laughs> <laughs> and my dentist is lovely, but he will ask questions, and I don't sometimes know whether I'm meant to answer them or not. And I, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I did that awful thing that everybody does whenever they go to the dentist or a doctor says, "Do you drink?" No. Do you remember what happened to trigger this off? No. Knowing full well it was that bloody lemon sherbet. Anyway, so that was my found sound that I, I hope to never hear again.
1: Podcast swap time. Oh, nice. Okay, this week for you, I have a drama podcast. And this is something that I came across and listened to a few years ago. It's called Mockery Manor. And it's by Long Cat Media. Long Cat Media are a duo. Lindsay Sharman and Lawrence Owen. And... To be frank with you, I was a massive fangirl. They're actually based where we are in Norwich. And well, I mean, we had a cup of tea with them this morning, didn't we? They popped in and we see them a lot. So before we knew them, I had listened to this and it was just a really incredible experience. It's so immersive and so funny. You really invest in the characters. So it's a black comedy, mystery thriller as well. And I could tell you, all about it but actually we can play you a trailer for this one a theme park can be a very dangerous place
0: Longcat media presents if there's one thing i've learned it's this they're all lying cheating bastards a british podcast award nominee that was my worst nightmare. I can't believe you didn't tell me it was a drop ride. It's so much better when you don't know. The black comedy that Stephen Fry called Remarkably Immersive. Something's happening in the park, something dangerous.
1: She is dead meat, her and her stupid sister.
0: Who am I, Jenkins?
1: I think something terrible's happened, but I don't know what. Do
0: you know what would happen if Mockery Manor closed?
1: Kate, we have to get out of here. <laughs>
0: The answers, the answers. Hold on to your hats and glasses and pray to your God. Mockery Manor. I made a spirograph once with string. Good for you. Available now wherever you get podcasts.
1: Oh, it is just listening to that is taking me straight back to it. It's so, amazing, isn't it? It's <sighs> so good. So it's set summer 1989. You've got twins, JJ and Betty. Um, start jobs to so these kind of teenage jobs they have at mockery manor theme park but then they get embroiled in a series of grisly murders that feel kind of like strangely personal to them and that there's a more connected story with them it's an incredible series and it's actually run into series three now as well so you've got plenty of episodes to get involved with the sound design is completely epic mm. So Lawrence is a composer and uh, amazing at doing sound design and
0: he's really studied it isn't he Yeah he's it's such a passion
1: Yeah and just complete expert at it and Lindsay is one of the most talented writers you could yeah. come across she is just Incredible. I think once you
0: start, if you start with Mockery Manor, mm. it won't be long till you're hooked on absolutely everything that they make yeah. at Long Cat Media. It's one of those. And uh, it is, yeah, what. What an unstoppable team.
1: This is a great podcast for you if you're looking for something that keeps you hooked, keeps you listening. You like fiction. I think it's really good if you like if you enjoy sort of murder mysteries or things like that, but you want something that's got like a light-hearted touch as well. Like this isn't going to leave you feeling bleak. And if you want to get like a teenager into podcasts, yeah. This is a perfect
0: place to start, isn't it? Because it feels like relevant, you've got similar ages to you and it's it's just a mystery thriller.
1: There's always amazing extra bits with long Cat media and everything they produce. So Lawrence wrote a lot of the songs that you hear on the radio in this episode as well. And like really went deep onto the characters of the people writing the songs that you hear on the radio. It's just they think of things that just continue to be interesting and keep you entertained by what they do. It really is yeah. a treat for the ears. It is an absolute treat. What have you got?
0: I've got a podcast here that I've wanted to listen to for a very long time. It's a really good one. It's called The Habitat. It's by Gimlet Media and it's a true story of a fake planet. It's by Lynn Levy and it's one of the best introductions, the first episode to a podcast I've heard in a really long time. You don't hear Lynn's name for basically the entire episode. It's a really interesting concept. So In the science world, and in this case, NASA, they're always looking deeper into the possibility of life on Mars. And this series documents whether humans could cope surviving on Mars. They're not on the planet Mars, though. Um, They have created a dome which is about 33 steps across, small space, about half the size of a tennis court. And it's a podcast all about documenting a group of human guinea pigs. So these six people are in the dome for a year. They're near a remote mountain in Hawaii, which is sort of the most similar sort of landscape to Mars that we can get on planet Earth. And they live in the dome, they sleep in the dome, and they can never open the door to the outside world for an entire year—three hundred and sixty-four days. How many days are there in a year? Three
1: hundred
0: sixty-five. Are there? (laughs) I Just like three hundred sixty-four in a leap year? Cut that out. I'll keep you that in. (laughs) Bloody (laughs) not. (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway... So they've got to eat in the dome, sleep in the dome, pee in the dome, shower in the dome, and it is basically an experiment to see whether like Lord of the Flies will will ensue. If you ever saw the film, The Hole, the horror film, The Hole, <gasps> Blast from the Past, it reminded me of that moments of this. I don't know why. Because um, there's jeopardy in it as well. Like, will they get on? Will there be any relationships? Will they hook up? will don't they... they all kill each other in The Hole? Yes, they do. But, I mean, it's not... That doesn't Boy happen. Really. <laughs> Sorry. But it just reminded, you know, being on your own mm. somewhere that may as well be underground for them. But I really loved it. I'm halfway through the series now. I think there's 13 or 14 um, episodes. They're all half an hour. It just feels like a really commutable length. Um, and it's so interesting, an experiment on how people survive in a really small space, but completely cut off
1: from the outside world. Can I just clarify, I've, I was listening, but I still don't understand. Is this fiction or non-fiction? This is non-fiction. This is non-fiction. Non-fiction showed. So they did this
0: experiment, and Lynn Levy realized that they were doing this and going to into this dome. This is non-fiction. This is non-fiction. I thought this fiction. was fiction. No, no, no. And so she met up with them. This is where the introduction is really good. The first episode, because they they meet up. They're all chilling out, getting to know each other by the pool, and they all jump into the pool at certain times. And then at the end, when she's met each of them and like their role. There's the engineer. There's the doctor. There's the leader. There's this is a Um, She then jumps in and goes, well, hi, I'm I'm Lynn Levy. You'll hear from me in the rest of it. But, um, you know, this is going to be their story. So she then jumps in the pool. And so you haven't heard from her from the whole episode until that moment. So Lynn Levy has uh, obviously fallen upon this experiment that's happening just to test like a human being's response to being isolated for that amount of time. And has given them a, sound, a recorder to, to take in with them. So they send back audio files to her regularly. She sends back questions via email. Um, and so they've got this really wonderful like documentary of what they're doing every day, all the um, surveys that they have to do every day, what they're eating, um, what they're trying to learn in that time. Once someone brought in a ukulele, like, why would you do that twenty-one? anyone? Um, and just, just how they're all mixing together. It really is fascinating. But what what I've loved about it is that they haven't just covered that story. They've covered the human aspect of what it is like going to space as well because they've intertwined the whole um, series with space facts and what it is like to pee and poo in in space and those those very human questions. And actually, those are the hardest things to get right and why a lot of things and missions have failed in time because of those um, very human needs that haven't been met. Often the technology's up to it, but humans just aren't. So it's really fascinating. I cannot wait to get to the end.
1: Oh, I'm going to go listen to that right now. And you should. Okay, I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) If you're listening and you've got a moment to rate or review the podcast, wherever you're listening to it, we would really appreciate it. And it would be lovely to hear what you think of the programme. And as ever, if you want to get in touch with us,
0: email hello at soundyard.org. Welcome to hell.